Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Proverbs 16.24 Welcome to the young God. His voice was deep, like a storm coming, but gentle, like the rain ending. When I first started podcasting, I used to hate the sound of my recorded voice. I would listen back and I would legit be like, I do not recognize this person. Who is this? And that made me seriously uncomfortable with the content I was putting out. People would tell me I sounded amazing like a natural, but I just couldn't hear it. I thought it was just me until I found out there is an actual name for this feeling, for this phenomenon. Voice confrontation. Here's how it works. When you speak normally, what you hear is your voice reverberating in your open skull as well as the space you're in. When you hear your recorded voice, what you hear is your voice without any of the extra reverberation. Your true voice straight from your mouth to your ears. That's what others hear. And because our voices are a major part of our identity, it can be quite jarring when we're confronted with the true nature of our voices. Four seasons later, I've overcome my confrontation. And I hear it now. I believe it when you'll compliment my voice. My voice is dope, as in, when it hits your eardrums, it activates the pleasure chemical in your brain called dopamine. Ooh, I like this game. How else would I describe my voice? Let me see. Okay, it's like a double shot of whiskey on ice and a splash of fresh lemon juice and apple juice mixed with a teaspoon of honey syrup stirred to create a velvety vocal cocktail. Now, there's a cocktail idea. I wonder what the garnish would be. Two cherries on a stem, perhaps. What would we name it? Okay, that's a story for another day. I digress. Interestingly enough, the secret ingredient in this cocktail is honey, which is rich in proteinase, an enzyme that breaks down proteins. So you see, if you rub honey on a tough cut of beef, right? it will tenderize in a short period of time. And I know this because I had a thing with a chef once and you know how you retain a lot of different things when you're in your feelings? This was one of them. So back to my thing. In my mind, the honey in my voice is what breaks down the resistance of the listener and allows my unpopular opinions to break through. Truth can be a tough pill to swallow, but honey helps it go down easy. It's why they say you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. It's why you advise not to shout during debates. Lower your voice and strengthen your argument. It makes your truth easier to receive. When you're seducing someone, speak quietly. Let them come to you. Even the voice of God is a gentle whisper. While your self-doubts and insecurities are loud as hell. <laughs> 
Empty drums make the loudest sound. I could go on. There is ample evidence that in general, truth doesn't need to be obnoxiously loud to be heard. It only needs to be said. I can tell you categorically that it's never really been about the niceness of my voice. It's always been about the content. It's always been about the message and its impact on the real world. That's why, even when I didn't like how I sounded, I kept recording. I kept speaking my truth. I kept putting out content because that's what's important. The sound of my voice is just a vehicle, it's a bonus. So the onus is on me to go beyond the superficial. It's like, What's physical beauty without character, without some form of intelligence, soul, and spirit? Before podcasting, I thought a voice had to be about fluency, dexterity, and virtuosity. But in fact, your voice could carry other things that take it to the next level. I found that the voices that really resonate in our hearts and minds are not always the perfect voices. They are the voices with additional dimensions like pain, truth, and love. Nelson Mandela did not have the most powerful or commanding voice out there. In fact, his was raspy, high-pitched, but also dignified, like he had been through some shit. And boy, did Mandela go through some shit, if you know your history. On its own, his voice was nothing to write him about, but mixed with his pain, his truth, conviction and character, it moved mountains and changed the course of history for entire generations. You cannot beat that. So let me reiterate, it's not the volume or sweetness of your voice that matters. It's the content, the substance, the depth. For a lot of us, it often feels like, what impact can I have in the world? I'm only one person and most people don't understand me. I'm here to tell you that everyone can use their voice to say something through whatever medium that is. There will always be someone who understands your language and appreciates your message. Let's take a moment to pause and breathe. Relieve the tension. Whatever you're doing, close your eyes, take a deep breath. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. Let's resume. I hope I sound good on this podcast. You sound amazing. Oh, great. Yeah. Our challenge as adults is to develop a strong voice that is uniquely our own. A voice that reflects our deepest values and convictions. Once we are comfortable within that voice, we can bring it to our most important relationships. We can choose to move to the center of a difficult conversation or we can let it go. We can speak or decide not to. Whatever we choose, there will be purpose behind it. And that's powerful. Saying the thing I was not supposed to say is the thing that gave me a voice in the world. There are two types of people, bees and wasps. Bees pollinate flowers, collect nectar, and make honey. Wasps are just assholes. 
they don't have the ability to create like the bees do. All they can do is hate and sting unprovoked. I identify with the bee. I collect nectar, make honey, and serve my queen. This bar was so nice, I had to like pause to interpret it. So, I collect nectar means I collect inspiration. I gather inspiration. I, 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 I live life and I do stuff that, you know, gives me lessons, you know, stories, experiences, inspiration. And then I use all of that to make honey, you know, to be a better person, to develop myself, to create content, my podcast, you know, to fulfill my obligations to my clients. Like with the nectar I collect from other places, I make honey in some places and I serve my queen. And by queen, it could be a woman actually. It could be a woman or it could be just that higher purpose, that like, you know, that God idea. You know, whatever it is that I've placed as my North Star, that this is my ideal of how to live. That's my queen. And damn, this is so poetic. Notice how purposeful the lives of bees are. They work, they create something sweet and good, and they serve a higher purpose than themselves. It's the most beautiful poetic thing if you think about it. What does it mean to get lost in your source? For the longest time, it was a meaningless statement to me. But I once saw a bee drown in honey, and I understood. We often forget that bees produce honey as food for themselves, not just for us. They produce honey and store it so it can be used as food at a later time. It's not some byproduct or waste material. It's their fucking meal. We don't realize it, but bees love the honey they make as well, just as we do. I mean, it's sweet and it gives them energy to fly. Nobody human beings will like good thing. Hmm? Now imagine a bee indulging in honey so much that it drowns in it. That's a beautiful death. Another poetic thing about the life of bees. Now the idea of drowning in a source of your own making is beautiful to me. If you have something you enjoy doing and do well, submerge yourself in your honey, honey. Better to get lost in your source than in some other person's source or in the source of the world. And if you're unable to produce your own honey, or if you reject the honey that you make, you will look for honey elsewhere. You will drown in honey that's not of your own making, and oftentimes that honey becomes poison if you take too much of it. Because it's not really yours. It was never yours to begin with. But drowning in your own honey will only replenish you and energize you and build you the deeper you go. As you see me so, I am the bee that drowned in its honey, yo. This explains why I'm so confident. I'm lost. I'm fully lost in my sauce, submerged from the top of my head to the tip of my toes. Can you tell? Can you feel it? I'm literally, spiritually, conceptually full of myself. My podcast fills me. My expression fills me. My life experiences fill me. My relationships fill me. My cup overfloweth. When a sense of purpose holds you down, you're supposed to drown. <laughs> but the question remains, 
What shall I do with all this excess honey? What shall I do with this voice of mine? Knowing that people recognize my voice, knowing that people are listening to what I have to say, how shall I wield it? I feel a sense of responsibility. And having thought about it, I want to be a voice for good. I want to use it to say meaningful things and beautiful things and uplifting things and powerful things. I want to say things that have never been said, things that have never been heard. I will treat my word as sacred. I will not give it up flippantly by making promises I can't keep. I will speak the truth. I will not say things that diminish or dishonor me. I will make sure the culture doesn't influence my voice, but rather my voice influences the culture. I will master it, refine it, perfect it, so that it rings true and speaks truth. And if people are not listening, I will stop talking to them. I will not devalue my voice by speaking to an audience that does not understand or want to hear what I have to say. I won't cast my pearls before swine. All of this comes from a strong sense of self. If you're struggling to find your voice, it might be that you're yet to find yourself or create yourself. When you know who you are, you will know what your voice needs to say. Don't rush the process. Take it day by day by day. And be wary of how you talk to yourself. What is the quality of your mind voice? Yes, mind voice as in the voice of your mind in your head. Is it judgmental or friendly? Is it uplifting or down-speaking? Know this, your voice will be beautiful if your mind voice is beautiful. And if you think my speaking voice is nice, you can only imagine what it's like inside my head. It's a whole other honeycomb in there. This podcast is the refined honey I produce, which you can mix into your daily tea, coffee, or even use it to tenderize your mental meat. Shit is sweet. I repeat, shit, shit is, is sweet. sweet. <laughs> Y'all are not ready for the syrup I will be serving this season. Subscribe, share, and ponder. Listen on the Podroom app to be able to leave comments as you listen. Follow on IG at The Young God Pod and Twitter at I Am The Young God for exclusive content. And as you go about your day, I would like you to ponder on the following questions. Are you a bee or a wasp? What are you producing? Honey or poison? And finally, are you drowning in your honey or society's sauce? This is the young god. Voice of the hero. The voice of the hero. Voice of the hero. Voice of the hero. See on the voice, baby, he the hero. Baby, he the hero. I'm the voice, but baby.